Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. Huh? And today is season two, episode thirteen of Transformers Prime. It is Triangulation. This episode was directed by Todd Waterman. It was written by David McDermott. And the last time on Transformers Prime. R.C. Bumblebee, Jack, and Miko traveled to Manhattan into the subways in order to find another relic before Knockout could, and they also met some chump named Vogel. And in this episode, Megatron sends Dreadwing to the Antarctic to find the next relic, which I think this is happening at the same time as the Tunnel Vision. Yeah, it's like these last two episodes, or at least since the last one, is happening at the same time. But uh, yeah, he says this next one is at the bottom of the world, and Dreadwing volunteers to go get it, and... uh... All right, do it and prove you're more worthy of being second in command than your predecessors. (laughs) Yeah, and the bottom of the world line is a very developed nation's view of the globe. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It could be be the top of the world if you're down in Chile. Anyway, um, just looking at your stop looking at your Mercator projection maps. But uh, when we leave them, we go to Starscream. He's in the Harbinger, which is, you know, his, I guess, new base of operations now permanently. And he's preparing to operate on himself and install a new TCOG. He's got all the tools laid out and he realizes this is going to hurt like hell and he's stealing himself to do it. But just as he's about to do it, the computer alerts him to four different groups of Decepticons going to four different continents at the same time. How suspicious. So he postpones the procedure and we have our opening. Yep. And uh, back at the base, Bulkhead heads off to wherever he's going and Prime tells Raf that uh, he'll go to Antarctica to get... Uh, Item number three, I guess. Or two. And he tells Ratchet that uh, he'd prefer if uh, he, like if Ratchet had company on his mission, but Ratchet says, uh, well, there's no one left. I'm like, Raph's right there. And, but it, because Agent Fowler isn't in any shape to drive. So yeah, it's like you said, I think this happens at the same time as the last one. Yeah, and, and obviously, or very likely, the next episode is going to be happening at the same time as this episode, and it'll be Wheeljack and Ratchet, because Ratchet has been told to go track down Wheeljack and team up with him. Yep, the, he didn't mean Fowler, he mean the only other Autobot, and Ratchet's like, oh, he's insubordinate, and reasons, and Optimus is like, yes, but you're a scientist, he's a warrior, you'd be a good team, you could be useful to one another. The odd couple. So, uh, we go back to Starscream, and he conveniently has a remote control for a ground bridge and a ground bridge um and he arrives in the antarctic on this stupid little hover scooter thing it's like moped oh it's just ridiculous and he's going on about how he hates earth like first it's hot then it's cold now where are those decepticons and immediately two vehicons fly past him yeah, they strafe him uh, and start to shoot at him. He he scooters as the last to safety. Then Dreadwing arrives and just knocks him sideways. Mm-hmm. They land and surround him, and he tries to pull rank on them. But Dreadwing's like, uh, "You're not in command about two things right now, Jack and shit." Jack left down. Oh, you know okay. what? I I watched that movie like a week ago. Just watched it again. Oh my god. Okay, serious question, Paul. What is better, Army of Darkness two or? Uh, sorry, uh, Evil Dead 2 or Army of Darkness. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, two very different movies. Yeah, and they're both, they both have their lines. Yeah. Evil Dead 1 even has is a great movie if you're, you're looking at it as like just a group of people getting together to make a movie. God damn, what a great series. 
Bruce Campbell is one of the best physical actors there's ever been. But uh, Dreadwing wants to kill Starscream, but he says, you know what? I It is my job to take you back to Megatron, Lord Megatron. So he slams the handcuffs on Starscream. And yeah, the vehicles put the guns on him and they start walking. And uh, here we go again. My name is Starscream and I am a slave. Close as I can figure it, the year is 1300 AD and I'm being dragged to my death. <laughs> but... But Starscream is is laying it on thick now with uh, Dreadwing, and he's like, look, this must be really important if Megatron sent his second in command. Like, are, are you looking for Energon or something even more important? <laughs> Licking his ass. Yeah. He's yeah, he's trying to figure out what they're looking for when they arrive at the site where the relic should be, and it's just gone. All that's left is a giant hole carved in the wall of ice with a bunch <laughs> yeah. of little, you know, road cones and flags all about. And meanwhile, on a cliff, behind a cliff nearby, Optimus is watching them. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe he grabbed the thing already, but why would he put fucking flags out? But no, that's not the case. Well, Starscream even says that. Uh, Dreadwing has a line. He's like, ah, oh, the Autobots got here. And Starscream says, I don't think the Autobots put up little tiny flags, <laughs> you know, when they steal something. So it was probably humans. Yeah, but no, I think Dreadwing's had enough. He threatens to kill him, but then Optimus comes driving at them. Yeah, and he's like, hey, Dreadwing, just leave now. This doesn't have to be a fight. And Dreadwing says, uh, there's five of us and one of you, so fuck off. And Starscream says, if you let me go, you'll be six of us. <laughs> and come on, dude, nobody's going to do that. Yeah, and after a staring contest that goes on for far too long, oh, Dreadwing it's a long standoff. whips out the gun and it's commercial break. And now a message from our sponsor. Hi, John. Hey. Say, John, have you been finding it difficult to afford outrageously priced creepy glues? No, the stuff's like three bucks. Canadian. That's right, John. It sure is hard to stretch a dollar these days. Why are you talking like that? With the affordability of new and unimproved spooky paste, you can get a package of 12 for the price of just one tube of creepy glue. Look. Jesus, why is it glowing? That's the spookerosity. That's not a word. It could be. You can use spooky paste for an assortment of everyday needs as a combustible for insurance fraud, mix it with bleach to freebase, and even spread it around your home to kill unwanted household children. I'm out. Spooky paste is the only non-FDA approved adhesive that is still legal in Turkmenistan. Say, John, haven't you been to Turkmenistan? That's great, John. Spooky paste for when you don't have the money for something good. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. All right. So Optimus quickly takes out two Viacons and then he gets into a sword fight with Dreadwing. And this was, it was cool, except Dreadwing really likes to spin his sword around. There's a lot of, yeah, he was like a Cheetor from yes. Beast Machines. And he's doing all these sword moves. And I really expected Optimus to just pull the Indiana Jones Raiders from the Lost Ark thing and shoot him. But no, he, he fights back and we cut to an overhead shot and Optimus isn't far from the edge of a cliff. So, okay, I wonder what's going to happen. Well, what happens is uh, basically Dreadwing tackles Optimus. The two go flying off the cliff. They hit the ground and then they continue to fight. Mm -hmm. And then Optimus, uh, well, he manages to, or Dreadwing gets him down, but then Optimus whips the guns out and shoots past Dreadwing hitting the ice. High above them, and Dreadwing's like, dude, your aim sucks. And Optimus. Oh! Hello? Yeah, where are you? A mile away. Oh, you saw that one coming too, did you? Okay, talk to you soon. 
Yeah, Dreadwing is like, dude, your aim sucks. But Optimus is like, oh, it's a matter of perspective. And Dreadwing is buried in an avalanche while Optimus runs for it. So then there's two Viacons left and they're, they've got Starscream still in his handcuffs. And out of the settling snow and ice walks Optimus. Mm, it's a really cool shot. It is a very cool shot. And uh, Starscream right away. Oh, it's worth noting we had an avalanche. So Steve's out another hundred bucks. <laughs> But but when Optimus goes to shoot out these Viacons, um, Starscream attacks him. He's like, all right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. And he takes them both out. Yeah, he uses one basically as a shield and uses the other one's gun to shoot his buddy. Yeah. And uh, then he's like, hey, Optimus, why don't you let me go? I saved your life again. But Optimus is like, no, and just puts a gun to his head and is like, Yeah, you're doing this whether you like it or not. Optimus is kind of... He, it feels like Optimus in this season is kind of just done taking shit. Well, that's pretty much what I have written down here. I have, I have to say, I'm really liking this sick of their shit Optimus. It's like, like he tried everything else. Now it's, yeah, shoot first, ask questions later. So as they're walking along, Starscream's like, hey, why are you being a dick to me? I have helped you so many times. And Optimus says, yeah, you have, but it's always been to further your own agenda. And I'm, yeah, I'm not taking your shit anymore. Yes, yeah, so they keep walking and eventually they find a research station i guess and starscream says well let's just get in there and take her shit get her shit back and this thing this the thing this research station looks like it's right out of the thing uh <laughs> which again another great movie if, if dear listener if you've never watched the thing the original no sorry the 1982 remake the john carpenter version go watch that the original eh, it's okay if you like the 50s horror movies the remake is not so great but Prime I guess it's a grabs him and says, look, no, we can't just walk in and take it, and I'm not going to expose humans to a Decepticon. So uh, he radios home and asks Raph if Agent Fowler is awake, <laughs> but Fowler answers the phone. Yeah, con <laughs> Fowler's conveniently awake when they need him to be, and like of sound-minded body. Yep, and Prime needs access to this Antarctic research station, and Fowler just says, uh, let me make a call. Like, I think you even said it, uh, this guy knows everybody. Everyone. If, if he yep. needs something done, he can call someone and make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> so he... Um we go back to Dreadwing, who climbs out of the ice, and he looks around and sees, like, all the, you know, knocked out, or I guess dead, Viacons, and uh, flies off to confront Optimus. Well, yeah, I think he sees Optimus's footprints in the snow yes. when he flies up yeah. to follow that. But back with Prime and Starscream, Starscream is getting impatient, but then three helicopters at this research station just start lifting off. Okay. Where the fuck are they going? It, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I know they're leaving, but like you're in the Antarctic. Where are yeah. you going? Even if you're at that end of Antarctica, like Chile and Argentina are still a long way away. I don't think these helicopters are built for that kind of long distance flying. And and if you're in an Antarctic research station, like you're there for months on end. Anyway, they leave. And uh, right away, Optimus and Starscream go down to the site. Optimus opens a big, uh, the hangar door, and they find uh, this relic sealed in ice yeah and now dreadwing comes up behind them and he tells starscream that fraternizing with the enemy is a capital offense and starscream's like dude i left you tracks you could rescue me it's like not that he left tracks because it's snow and he was walking it's like no he meant it yeah really i get that he's trying to like play both sides but it's really like he's not doing a good job of subterfuge at all no <laughs> anyway, Optimus and um, Dreadwing start to fight. While they're fighting, Starscream starts smashing at the ice this thing is in. And uh, when he, he breaks it out, 
And, um, oh, before that, Dreadwing, just because it comes up later, he, as he and Optimus are fighting, he plants one of his bombs in Optimus. Optimus manages to yank it off before Dreadwing can push the button on his flip phone. (laughs) It, It blows up in the air. But then Starscream, like, smashes this relic out and realizes it's ancient Decepticon armor. Yeah, he activates it and it it breaks the restraints off his wrists as it just basically moves down his hands, like putting this suit of armor around him. Yeah. And outside where Optimus and Dreadwing are fighting, Dreadwing's about to slice Optimus with his sword and Starscream emerges wearing the Apex armor and commercial break. Ultra Magnus! The courageous Ultra Magnus is a born leader. We meet at last, Galvatron. And it will be the last time we meet. And Galvatron is Ultra Magnus' sworn enemy! Galvatron transforms from laser cannon to fighting robot! And Ultra Magnus from huge car carrier to Autobot commander! Transformers, each sold separately from Hasbro. When we come back, Dreadwing declares that that armor belongs to Megatron and he attacks Starscream, but it's useless. Starscream just backhands him across the yard. Yeah, the the armor looks like it's it's a Space Marine armor straight out of Warhammer 40k. But uh, yeah, everything that Dreadwing does to Starscream just bounces off him like you're trying to punch a glacier nothing yeah and starscream even says he hasn't had this much fun since he punched that hole in cliff jumper yeah he's such a dick i mean i I love him he's great but he's such a dick i really do think that this is the best iteration of starscream we've ever seen aside from the voice well it, it, it's a good know, voice it works but it works yeah, yeah. steve um, bloom's my good voice actor. is better <laughs> but uh so it's really not but um while they're with fighting, um, Optimus, uh, he, he checks into uh, body check Starscream and saves um, Dreadwing, who is going to get crushed by a Bacco, I guess, or a bulldozer. Yeah. And Starscream grabs him by the hand and says he's going to beat the living spark out of him. So you'll never have to endure his pontificating anymore. Uh, but then Which I, I can kind of understand. Dreadwing starts attacking Starscream with lasers and the sword and. Not just attack them. He has the, like, he comes down with the sword and literally hits Starscream right in the center of the skull Mm. in this armor, and it just bounces off. I think Starscream even goes, get tickled. Yeah, I think Optimus, even at this point, says, look, you and I have a score to settle, Mm -hmm. but in the meantime, we need to deal with this guy. And Dribbling tells Optimus, all right, I'll draw his attention. And then he he gives one Optimus one of uh, his bombs. He's got a lot of them, I guess. Where's he yeah. keeping those things? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, he he starts to fly around and attack Starscream, and it works. Starscream is incredibly distracted, but very quickly knocks Dreadwing out of the air. Yeah, and he's like, might beats flight. And Optimus jumps on Starscream's back, but Starscream punches him off. And Dreadwing sees this happen and smiles. And when Starscream turns around to face him, he's got a we kick see me one sign of these on his back. Bombs, yeah. <laughs> And which is also a bomb. And uh, Dreadwing pulls out the flip flown and beep and kaboom. And it it blows up. But uh, actually, there was kind of a funny bit here where Starscream tries to reach back. And it, it, he had the physique of a bodybuilder trying to touch his own back where they just can't. Oh, okay. But yeah, it, it blows <laughs> yeah. up. And then out of, Starscream just walks out of the explosion. He's like, I'm fine. I'm invincible. And I'm super smart. And I have a huge dick. <laughs> and Starscream, or Prime points out. Yeah, but you can't fly. And Starscream's like, well, nobody's perfect. But Dreadwing, (laughs) you see Dreadwing's face and he goes, oh, wait a minute. 
Mm, he figures out where Optimus is going with this. So, yeah, Starscream tells Optimus to tell him where the other artifacts are. And Prime says, look, they were hidden to keep them from beings precisely like you. <laughs> yeah. And this is when Dreadwing, he's obviously done something. And he's like, Optimus, we can't fight him. Fall back. Run away. Be a coward. And Optimus is like, OK. And <laughs> yes. he transforms, drives away. And Starscream's like, you fucking coward. Wait a minute. You're up to something. Yeah. He realizes they're in cahoots. And Dreadwing pulls up the flip phone and activates bombs all around Starscream. <laughs> And uh, they they sink his ass to the bottom of the sea. (laughs) Yeah, it it blows open the ice underneath him. And I mean, you don't see water. It's just basically darkness. But he falls down. Kersploosh. And Dreadwing doesn't miss a beat. He's get the sword out again. He's after Optimus. Uh, Optimus points out, he's like, look, the thing we were fighting over is gone. There's no point in us fighting. And Dreadwing says, oh, I have so much more to fight you over. <laughs> yeah. Number one, Skysquake. Yeah, let's start with him. And Optimus is like, man, I had no choice that time with him. So I'll ask you, just like I asked him, like, say the hell with the Decepticons and join us yeah. and end this war once and for all. Which, I mean, again, I know Optimus respects this guy for reasons, but it has been reiterated many times over how loyal Dreadwing is to the to Megatron and the Decepticon cause. He's not going to ditch them. But he does acknowledge that, Optimus, you saved my life, so I will kill you another day. Yeah, just not today. So he transforms and flies off. Not and... before he whips his sword around a bunch. Oh, yeah, he does all this ridiculous sword shit, sheaths it, and away he goes. But meanwhile, at the bottom of the ocean, Starscream is still alive. Humans found what could only possibly be an ancient alien artifact buried in the ice in Antarctica, and they bring it home still encased in ice. Like, if they had to chip it out of some ice to get at it, why not keep chipping away until they got all the ice off? Maybe they didn't want to risk breaking it. Actually, that makes sense. But what did Fowler tell these guys to get them to bug out? Like, why did they all leave? Like, the only possible thing he could have told them would be to tell them the truth. Hey, it's Fowler. Giant alien robots are coming for their thing. Yeah, we know all about it, and so do they. Like, it seems the only possible reason they'd leave it behind it's research station science scientists if you're a scientist in antarctica you'd probably welcome the chance to study this thing or anything other than snow or weather patterns or penguins or whatever it is they do with themselves all day and they leave in helicopters because i'm sure helicopters stored outside in antarctica are always ready to go at a moment's notice just hit the command start from the house get the defroster going while you finish your coffee get your boots on brush a little snow off the windshield Go back and uh, let the dog back in. Oh, wait, no, we're evacuating, aren't we? Yeah, you better... Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. The next episode we're going to review is triage. If you want to see a couple Twitter accounts that could use medical attention, you can look <laughs> us up. I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at pmcpherson1. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you're listening to us with, and uh, tell all your friends. Tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, hail to the king, baby. <laughs> see you later. Dude, your aim sucks. <laughs>